Hey, I just wanted to jump in at the beginning of this episode and let you guys know what is happening. In this episode, Derek and I interview Caroline Thornton from Waco Work in Waco, Texas, and uh, we had a really great conversation. We were at Waco Work in a pretty loud building, so it's there's going to be some stuff that sounds kind of weird, so I apologize for that. I uh, hope you can make it through that and make it to the end of the episode. But just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us once again. If you subscribed or if you just chose this by chance, we just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us. So I'll come back at the end of it and and wrap it up for us. But here is the interview with Caroline Thornton. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you our future. Our future. So, Willie and Sasquatch, uh, once again, coming to you live from Waco work. Every time I say live, you say no. You say don't say live. I don't know. But we we are live here. That doesn't make sense. I don't know. Well, we're live here. Uh, But we are interviewing Caroline Thornton from Waco work. So Caroline, you can say hi. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Who, who are you? Where are you from? What's your background? All right. My name is Caroline Thornton. Like you said, I am 25 years old. Isn't it weird that like you have to like kind of think about it now? Yeah, it's like, like I am mid twenties, somewhere in there, yeah. 25 years old. Uh, Graduated from Baylor University here in Waco almost three years ago this spring. I was a communications major uh, who has now started two businesses um, from the Dallas area, so just an hour and a half north. I started a business right before I graduated college, so March of 2016, somewhere in there. Um, It's kind of a blur because it started real slow. It wasn't like all of a sudden, we didn't have like, it wasn't a brick and mortar, so it wasn't like one day we were closed, the next day we were open. I started taking jobs on slowly. Uh, the company was called Second Me. It was essentially like TaskRabbit services, primarily for working moms. So pretty much anything besides childcare that you would need. Cooking, going to the grocery store, going to the post office, picking up dry cleaning, cleaning around the house, laundry, things of that nature. Uh, that's how it how it started out. Cool. That's that's kind of uh, that's unheard of. I feel like I don't think I've ever heard of a business that will, will do that. Yeah, I feel like as it was developing, I started seeing new services similar to mine, kind of on the brink, and we really see them now with grocery delivery, pickup services. Um, just lots of you know food delivery services. We're now starting to see more of that. Uh, but whenever I started, there was very few, at least in the Waco area. You know, you might start seeing some of those grocery delivery services starting to be tested in like the big cities, but definitely not here. So, yeah. so before all of this, before all of that, Second Me was kind of like an Uber for moms. Totally. So? Yeah. Like so essentially, they would ask for something through an app. So I didn't even have an app. This was like 
the most underdeveloped yeah, company that ended up like working and taking off. This wasn't like a well thought out beforehand of like, I need to first develop this app so it's all accessible. It was really me contacting moms that I had connections with uh, to see if they wanted something like this. And then it turned out my schedule got real full. I was working about 40 hours a week. A lot of the jobs would be reoccurring. And so for me, my schedule filled up quickly. So I started hiring friends who were in grad school who as independent contractors, not as an employees. Again, real casual, not really intending to you know, create this super seamless process through an app. It was more like, oh, the Smith family needs work and I don't have time. Well, my friend Kelsey could do it. It just was a very accidental growth. That's cool. For lack of better. Yeah. 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 Just kind of. How did kinda you come up with the idea for that? So throughout my time uh, as a college student, I was nannying for a family. Um, the parents were both doctors. The mom only worked part time. So I really only nannied like six hours a week. It wasn't all that much. Uh, towards the end of my nannying for them, they started hiring me just a few extra hours a week. I mean, like two to three at most, just to like stick around one extra hour after they got home and I would start a load of laundry or clean up the dishes while they were doing homework with the kids. And for them, they saw the financial benefit. They, they wanted to make the financial sacrifice to pay someone just a little bit, not a whole lot but for them to be able to spend more quality time with their kids because they were already limited on the hours. Uh, and so I saw it as a need. I thought, gosh, they're not spending but 40 bucks a week on me or 20 bucks a week for me to just stick around and help out a little bit. Surely there are a lot of families that can afford 20 to 40 bucks a week. Right. And, and even if it is a little bit of a stretch, they might see it as being financially, you know, something they want to do. That's kind of how it started. Yeah. And I had babysat a lot around, um, around town throughout my time in college. So I was able to kind of like throw this idea. I like typed up a blurb, sent it to some moms that I knew and more than half of them were like, yep, we'll take you five hours a week. And before I knew it, I was working 40 hours a week real fast. Wow. Yeah. Uh it makes sense why it's called second me now. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Which initially I, I thought need about a second like, okay, person. Yeah. 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 So you can have, we all do. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I that's cool. Use two or three of those would be three me's. All the me's. Three. More me's. <laughs> three, three me's. <laughs> Give me that. So how did you me? go from communication major to entrepreneur? That was, that's kind of. Yeah. So my mom has started two successful businesses. Um, and so I think I have a little bit of the entrepreneurial bug in, in my blood, I guess, you know, towards, I remember maybe late high school, I watched Shark Tank with my parents, like every once a week or whatever, whenever it came out. Um, and so I guess it just is a little bit in my nature and for whatever reason, I don't, again, I don't know if it's personality type or if it's the way I was brought up. I wasn't scared to try. To me, I didn't see any risk. And I guess because it wasn't this like, 
really well thought out business idea beforehand. It was more, it just happened slowly. It wasn't like, okay, I'm going to spend the next six months developing this app and working with soft. It was, I'm not, I'm going to pitch it to investors. It wasn't that. And so I just took a a small leap, you know? And so I remember a lot of my parents, family, friends being like, I can't believe she would just start a business. And I thought, it's not that scary guys, but I also didn't necessarily take the approach of like looking for investors and working on an app to go through beta testing. I mean, that would have been a whole nother. Yeah. 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 When it's small steps and something that you've been doing to that kind of, you saw yeah. the need in the yeah. market. So that's what, yeah, for sure. Definitely had an entrepreneur. Saw the need sure. first before yeah. I developed yeah. the idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's cool. That's kind of crazy. So, so what, what happened to the business? Um, so it grew quite a bit. I, at one point had about 10 independent contractors working in the Waco area. Some would work two hours a week. Some would just be on call whenever I couldn't find someone. And then some worked 12 hours a week. It just ranged. But at one point I think I had about 10 at the same time. Uh, and then because I am just an hour and a half, you know, I'm from an hour and a half away. A lot of my, uh, parents, family, friends were like, Hey, as soon as the service gets brought here, let me know I'm ready. You know? And I kept thinking, gosh, now I have all these friends that graduated from Baylor and are going to grad school in the DFW area, or they're working and looking for a little bit of extra work. And so for me, I started hiring people in Dallas again, not really like thinking it all through more, just the need was there. I found someone to meet that need, connected the dots and before I knew it, I technically had two locations. I was serving two areas. Um, I started working more on the business rather than in the business, which was pretty exciting as I was able to work about 20 hours a week myself, still working jobs. And then the other 20, I was invoicing and scheduling and working on the website and answering inquiries and marketing and all that kind of things. Um, but I got really bored and lonely. And as my friends started to graduate from grad school or not need the work anymore or not want to do it, I just let it fizzle out. I think probably somewhat on a subconscious level, I knew I didn't want to do it forever. And so when fill in the blank friend would quit for whatever reason, didn't want to do it. It was only four hours a week anyways. Whatever the reason, I wasn't replacing people. I just let them fizzle out. And for about three months, I continued to work, babysitting, all doing second me jobs until I could figure out what was next. And it was about that time that I was babysitting for some of my now best friends friends here in town, Marshall and Stephanie Stuman. Marshall and his two best friends are local guys here, went to Waco High School, uh, and they are buying old buildings in Waco and putting in cool businesses, really just trying to bring life to Waco. And he and I really uh, clicked as far as like every time they would come home from a date and I was babysitting, he and I would go, you know, just this is what Waco needs next, this, this, this. And so he and I always just spun off ideas and I kept saying a co-working space, a co-working space, a co-working space. And he had heard about what co-working was. Um, and so it just kind of evolved from there. That's crazy. So well, I mean, what, what it sounds like is like you were working and you, like that aspect of like 
you're losing these friends that are moving and everything and just kind of things are, I don't know, almost kind of lonely in a sense. And then from that to Waco work, which is a co-working space. So like all these people and then like you're getting to work with people every day. And so like, did you see that need of like how from, from second me of like how you're doing it by yourself, there's not really anybody else there. And uh, like you're primarily focused on it. And then like out of that kind of birth co-working space or like, how did you, how did you see that? Yeah, it did come out of a need of my own. Obviously I was working out of coffee shops the majority of the day. And I was a young professional in a town of not many young professionals, A lot of people graduate from Baylor and head off to Houston, Dallas, Austin, or any other major city besides little Waco. And so I did come out of a need, but I think more than that, it came out of a place of desiring the community that could come from a co-working space. I desired that for Waco. I thought Waco deserved that. I thought the people of Waco deserved that. And I think... I started seeing after I graduate after I graduated from school I started seeing pockets of people and groups of people start to exist so you have your Pinewood Coffee group people and you have your Barnett's Pub group people and you have your Dancing Bear Pub people and you have your Cultivate 712 people and you were starting I started to see these people exist but they really didn't have a place to like necessarily work and call home in a big enough place where all those groups could live and coincide and work together both professionally and as friends. So it came, sure, out of a need that I saw, but more than that, I I knew Waco deserved this, and I wanted to see if it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Like hearing you say all this, it just makes me, like, realize how much, not, I mean, not just life, but well sorry not just business but also life but especially business like how much community is involved in that and like how you need other people around you like I know like if we if we didn't have the offices that we did if we were more separated and like I couldn't just like walk into your office and distract you for 10 minutes like how much more depressing almost that that would be like how much community is involved in business. So, I don't know. You you have a take on that? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Man, a few words. Yeah. Yeah, you don't speak much. (laughs) Good thing you started a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It just makes me think, like, even more so, like, like, businesses that thrive are businesses that have community. Like you think, I I think of those, the networks and stuff, like these local business networks that meet each week and they meet so that they can have that community and they can, they can work. Pass leads. They they may not be working daily right beside somebody, but like how much they, I don't know, they look forward to those lunches that they can meet with each other and say, oh yeah, like this is happening in my business or, um, I don't know. It's like really difficult. Okay. Well, I might actually know somebody that could use your expertise or or whatever. So yeah, businesses that thrive, I think are surrounded by community. And I feel like there's so many great platforms now and softwares that exist to help 
promote community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at like, so we just started using Slack. And, you know, my hope is that as soon as someone walks into the door, a regular member, an active person of our community, they'll hop on the Slack channel. And then by the end of the day, we have 40 people talking about what they're working on. Maybe someone can go, hey, is anyone familiar with this software? It's new to me, you know? And so I feel like now more than ever, there's easy way to like access community through new platforms that are really accessible for businesses. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's so many I don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more opportunity for people to connect. Absolutely. Hmm. All right. Drake, do you want to talk? Hello? I know you're Today? good. I mean, you I'm have just said a I am a. Why don't you bring your microphone up too? Because it keeps falling down. What? You're, I have nothing. I have you're nothing. Like, you're sweating. You're. I'm not sweating. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay. So, uh, what was uh, the hardest thing about um, letting second me fizzle out? Letting it kind of close. Honestly, I think my ego more than anything. I I kept coming back to how am I going to tell people? How am I going to... It was my pride. Like if I had honestly stopped it sooner, I would have been a lot happier and probably moved on to whatever was next. And I always got from friends, oh, it's fine. Think of how many times people switch jobs before they're 30. Oh, but it was so ingrained in me that like I had... a associated my confidence and who I was with someone who started a business. Switching a job and starting a business is totally different. Though. Yeah. And you know, the, the business becomes your baby right. almost. And it's kind of like, how many, go. how many times did you drink? Oh my. Uh, from the time you started to even now, like how many times have you switched jobs or started a new business and then closed it? <laughs> uh, I switched jobs a lot, probably, man, at least 15 times. In the past I, 24 years? Oh, yeah, probably more than that. Yeah. Because I just, I just, I would stay there for a year or two and then just decide, I don't want to do this anymore. I would just leave, find something else. I knew either, and it was, wasn't because I just didn't like the job. It was probably because I feel like I could do it better. And if I didn't get my way, I'm just like, I'm out. I'll go do something else. And then how many businesses have oh, you started? At least 10. At least 10. Yeah. One and terrible partnership that just, yeah, I was robbed on that one. But yeah. How are you robbed? Uh, it's one of those deals like you just kind of trust them and then you let them kind of just, okay, I'll, I'll let you overtake all of that there. And then they kind of like steal your clients and yeah. yeah. And we were, this was before like software like Slack or anything. So it was just all e- email and like Facebook and then it's like, you're trying to contact them, they disappear. It's like, yeah. okay, I know what's happening. I'm just go ahead and shut everything down now. Yeah. But that sucks. so yeah, at least four or five of those, and then you just kind of learn to either adjust and move on and not trust anybody. <laughs> that sounds harsh. Not trust hey, anybody. <laughs> you don't trust for a while, and you kind of realize that you need other people. You need community, and you have to yeah. trust people in business sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay, Caroline. Um, so in closing second me, did that kind of with, with the way it kind of went towards the end of that? I mean, I would, I would assume you're 
answer to this question is no, but in, in the closing of that, did that kind of scare you at all in opening Waco work and, and going through that process? No. I think one thing that like my parents ingrained in me was to not be scared to ask questions if you don't know how to do something. So starting anything really doesn't frighten me because I know if I don't know the answer, I'm just gonna call until I can figure it out. Or Google, I've spent a lot of time on Google. <laughs> so much time. The part that r kind of scared me was that this wasn't my money. That's the part that freaked me out. I had investors behind me now. Uh, and that's still like a frightening thing. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things that I believe in the act of co-working and what it is. Yeah. And they believe in that. And so I'm just going to do what it takes to, to make it happen and to get it done. To me, there is no other alternative. And so I don't feel necessarily scared, I guess, because I know it's just gonna have to happen. Yeah. I'm just gonna have to make it work. And if I have to pivot 100 times, then I'm gonna pivot 100 times. Yeah. And that's something I still struggle with is letting go of things that aren't working or that's a huge one. Right. And I have, I have to be an evolved person to know, oh, I gotta let this go. I'm hanging on tight and it's not working. Yeah. How quickly do you come to that decision to let go? Is it really quick or is it kind of like, um, if something isn't working? Yeah, it's not as quick as I would like it to be, but I can feel myself uh, identify and understand that this is something I need to let go. But I do feel myself holding on to it. It's pride, it's ego, it's, it's stubbornness. We think we know the answers. We know the right thing, especially when I look at this situation. I'm the only employee. I'm the one who's here 60 hours a week. I know this thing in and out. And so I think I know best. Yeah. Do you feel now that you have investors behind you that the responsibility, do you feel like, a, um, how do I say that, a, a bigger responsibility to make this a success now that you have investors behind you? hundred percent. And that's why, like I said, I just... No, there is no other alternative but for this to work. And not because they're investors, but because I believe that Waco deserves this kind of a place and what it does in people's lives, both professionally and personally. And so for me, there's just not another alternative but for it to work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we kind of talked about one thing that you said. We, we talked about this yesterday of uh, like how so often we'll as, as entrepreneurs will, when it's ours, it's our baby. So we'll hold on to it with a tight fist. And, and it, like when things come to change, something changes in the company. I mean, it's just like with a, with an actual baby, like the baby then grows up and then they have to, they, they learn how to walk, they learn how to talk and, and all these things. But like, there's a part of us that just wants to keep it where it is. And so like with the business, like we have, we hold on to it with a tight fist. So like allowing it to change and seeing those things. Um, so what are some of the changes that you've seen that you needed to make in, in Waco work that have been probably the hardest? One of the scariest for me was when we first opened, we had a, so we have three different memberships and two of our memberships are, were on a standard six month lease. And we ended up dropping that and moving month to month. And that terrified me. 
But I should have been more understanding of the fact that this is not a proven concept in this town yet. And half of our battle is just educating the public on why something like this is important and valuable to them. That was a big one to let go of. That terrified me of the the uncertainty, the uncertainty of (laughs) month to month. That's scary. That's scary. I know the responsibility. I know the numbers I need a hit. And that scared me. And I looked at other spaces around and a lot are month to month, but a lot of them have standard lease lengths. And so for me, I thought, is this the wrong decision? But it was in a time that we needed to see our membership rate go up. And so it was a decision, it was a risk, but it seems to have worked. We wanted to eliminate barriers for people to join. Are you still having to educate uh, the public or the business community in town on what Wake of Work is? Absolutely. The trickiest part is we're offering something that people are typically doing for free right now. So for example, two of my best friends started a cycle studio here in town called Rush Cycle. And for them, their their struggles aren't the same because for example, people that weren't members at the cycle studio were not getting that somewhere else. Whereas our members, they're working somewhere else and they're probably working for free. And so we're now having to convince them that there is value in this some tangible value and some not, some you don't see. And some you don't see unless that person is going to be actively engaged and involved. And it may take a few months for them to really see and feel the benefits that come with getting plugged into a community. So yeah, definitely still educating. I don't think that'll really ever end. Waco's tends to be 10 years behind. I think it's funny, but we, it, it, that number 10 is, is always the go-to. And the, it really yeah. is. It's like 10 and some things, 15 yeah. and others, but yeah. But you, I mean, you grew up here too. Yeah. So like, yeah. Just gotta bring what, it up. what changes have you seen? And what, where are we 10 years behind right now? Oh yeah. That's a good question. Where do you where? see us? What areas do you see us 10 years behind in? Oh man! Ooh, on the spot. <laughs> that was head. not on the. Um. <laughs> I could start. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I went to San Diego two weeks ago. Never been to Southern California. Spent a teeny tiny bit of time in California previous, but not like I had this trip. And it was amazing to see the use of public transportation. And not only do people bike and walk everywhere, sure, because the traffic's bad, but also because they're just an active community and they believe in, you know, not polluting the earth and all these things. I feel like I I got a wake up call when I went there of like, oh my gosh, like Waco is so far behind. You know, I mean, they charge 10 cents for plastic bags and they don't use straws at restaurants. And I mean, it's just hundred yeah, percent different hit the nail on head with that definitely when it comes to like being green we are so far behind i mean there was a, at one point a lot of the neighborhoods had sidewalks and the sidewalks went away so now it's kind of like it'd be nice to have that and public transportation is unreliable bicycle lanes even we don't yeah, like, yeah, yeah no we, one rides their bike no because drivers don't respect bicycle lanes the very few that we have 
And then there's, but there's also so much urban sprawl here, though. It's like we're so spread out, which it's nice to see kind of the resurgence of downtown and people kind of walking around and everything. I love that. But yeah, I really wish we could bike more. Agreed. And I just wish, I mean, it felt like all hours of the day there were people like biking, walking, walking to the store to get groceries, to CVS. That was like just the norm there. I think probably the next thing would probably be something green, like more of the recycle yeah. type stuff right now. So I, would, I would like to see more of that. I also think we're a little bit behind as far as like entertainment goes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we definitely need a really good entertainment venue for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the one that is gonna be built on the, the river, that, that should be really good, I hope. If it, if it happens. If they do it properly. If, yeah. If it, well, it is the yeah. river. It can, I mean, be, can, like, be, it can be a little warm down there if they don't have enough. There's all these places that have like tried to create these venues, but they're just not, they're not big. Like, I mean, Common Grounds, that's a tiny place and they try to do big concerts in there all the time, but they, you can fit like, I think it takes time. I think it, it would, I think if you sort of like how the art community has come together, I think if you could, cause it, Waco did have a music community for a while and then it kind of faded off but I think if you get that group back and just kind of create that first and that culture I think you can then kind of so you're saying press. music leads the culture is that what you're saying typically yeah I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say yes on that one yeah music leads the change in culture okay it's a yeah. big statement um yeah I think if, if you can get behind that I think we can do a lot of great music stuff and but I think we also have to like be active members of our city and support things that come to town. You know, we're starting to get some cool restaurants. They're not gonna be around if we don't go to them. We're starting to get cool things like cycle studios or high-end yoga studios or fill in the blank, but they're not gonna exist if we don't support them. And we also have to understand our town is only 200,000 people and that's including within a 30 mile radius. So yeah. Support local. Yes, support locals. Support locals, yeah. Brought to you by. (laughs) (laughs) Support locals. Um, For sure. Cool. So uh, can you explain to us, we'll kind of go in towards the end of the the episode, but uh, can you explain to us Waco Work? What is Waco Work? It's a co-working space, so it's shared office spacing. So people pay a monthly membership, just like you would a gym to be able to use a facility. You can go every day of the month, or you can go one day, it's up to you. But it's the same idea. You pay a monthly membership to be able to use the facility and all that comes with it. But the more you go, the more you would probably get out of it. Totally, 100%. Yeah, yeah. so so how do people uh, find out more about Waco Work, find out more about you? You can visit our website at wacowork.com and your first day is free, just use code FIRST at checkout first at checkout and then also on instagram and facebook of course we have a pretty rad uh social media that i do not run i'm not you don't run no i don't very talented quinn pearson i always thought that it was you Uh, a member she is a member see there there she is a social media management there you go yep Yep. got it all yeah um so check out wake work if you haven't drake you should check out Waco Work uh, more. I love um, Waco Work. <laughs> I love the building. 
I love the aesthetics of the place. Thank it's you. awesome. It is. Great job. It is, a great, it is a great place. There's so much. And there's so much that's happening, like the construction like, right next door. Right. <laughs> I, I want to say Waco Work created the, uh, the resurgence of Columbus Avenue here. I would like to think we have. I think you have. Definitely. Certainly. And then, of course, Magnolia just bought whatever that yeah, they building bought is. Building. The old, was it Karen? Or something, something like that. Shrine yeah. building. Yeah. $13 million. <laughs> yes. Gosh. But we're stoked to have them here. Yeah. yeah. I think that'll be. That'll drive more people this way. Yeah, it will. It, and it won't be like a tourist. It's going to most likely be their like headquarters for their network. So it's, it's not going to be a, you know, tourist. Plus guest barbecue. Yep. A lot there. of exciting things going on. Nexus right next door. Correct. Which is, is fun. Yeah. yeah. So it's. Like e-gaming, I'm not super familiar with it, but it's definitely a thing. And if we say we want more entertainment in Waco, that's one of them. E-gaming is uh, huge right now. I mean, a lot of it's Twitch streamers. Huge. Oh, yeah. People stream yeah, on Twitch, Twitch all the yeah, time with, for sure. with games. Well, and it's great. I mean, like, that's a community in itself. And they get to network with one another and... It's also open till 2 a.m., which is super great because we don't have but a handful of things that are open. Till 2 a.m., yeah, sure. Two Everything closes at like 9 and 10. Like yeah. just bars. Yeah, it's just bars. <laughs> just They're bars. hanging with the bars. <laughs> and sure. Whataburger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Whataburger, yeah, so, of course. Yeah. Cool. All right, then uh, the final question for you. If you could have coffee with three people, fictional or non-fictional, past or present, uh, from any period of history, who would it be? RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, what a lady, Michelle Obama, and Scott Harrison, who started Charity Water. Okay, you've told me about Charity Water. Nice. He's... The orange logo, that's that's the only thing I remember. Yellow. Yeah. It's yellow. Three. We can we can edit it out. Colorblind. Colorblind. You're not colorblind. <laughs> I meant yellow. I meant yellow. Yeah. Yep. Those are the three people. Movers and shakers. Movers and shakers. That's what you. So okay. Cool. I, I was gonna say it's a coffee. <laughs> it's not a dinner. Would you change that with the with the dinner? If you could have dinner with anybody. Dinner with all three of them. Yeah, all three of them at once. Oh man. <laughs> That would be awesome. I'm sorry. Coffee, dinner. I'll do anything with those people. (laughs) Just a quick hello. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, drink. I'm good. You good? Yeah. Uh, Caroline, any any, uh, final things that you'd like to say to our fictional audience? No, I think I'm good. Thanks for making it through till the end. If you're still here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. If you stuck around, thanks for thanks for showing up. Yep. Mom, thanks for staying. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hello, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Caroline. Uh, that was fun. I, I enjoyed just like having conversations and having a good cup of coffee. Let's do it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, also with Waco work. Not only do is Waco work local, but the coffee's local. The beer on tap is local. Mugs were made local. And the mugs were made local. The people so that it, come in are local. Again, typically. brought to you by. <laughs> 
support local. I don't know. I don't even know what that's what that is, but we'll, we'll make an organization. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure that we'll start the yeah. organization there. Yeah. We'll do that next. Yeah. Nonprofit organization. Make it 16 businesses local. you've started. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Of course. All right. You made it. Good job. Thanks so much for listening and joining us. I just wanted to say once again, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Wooly and Sasquatch and on Twitter at Wooly Sasquatch. Also, you can always hit us up in the DMs or in a post or comment. Uh, Just use the hashtag Wooly and Sasquatch and we would love to talk to you and include you in on this. So that's it for this week and we will see you again next week. Peace.